0: You are listening to the Evolution Exchange podcast, Nordics, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Chris Bennett, and I help connect businesses with tech freelancers, and I'm your host. Let's do some introductions. So first, we're going to go to Matthias, please.
1: So, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Matthias. I'm head of data platform at Canby. Canby is a business-to-business sport betting company. And so we uh, we provide a global platform that deals with odds generating uh, uh, risk management and uh, regulatory stuff. And we are sort of around, we're global, you could say. Uh, uh, currently, we have a lot of focus on on, on the US market and Latin America. Uh, about me a bit then, uh, from a personal perspective, I was born and raised in Gotland, but i living in Stockholm for like 30 years. Um, I've been working in Cambly for three years now. Before that, I've been in the telco industry, I've been in the defense industry, and I've been working as a line manager for uh, like almost 15 years now. So I've been dealing with teams in different, um, yeah, different sites, locations, or time zones. Uh, uh, so I'm sort of familiar with the question we're talking today, or going to talk about today. But I think uh, it sort of adds another dimension, and it becomes way more complex, actually, with this kind of remote working uh, thing. So uh, yeah, I, I find the topic very interesting, and also very important, and a bit challenging, to be honest.
0: Thanks. Good. Thank you so much for that introduction. You're completely right. It is a challenging topic. Um, Okay, next, Johan, Hmm? could you introduce yourself, please?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Hello, everyone. Johan here. Uh, I am the CTO of a company called Agile Content. It's a Spanish company uh, in the streaming video space. So we do TV and streaming solutions for broadcasters, publishers, uh, telcos, you name it uh i've been uh, and this is also an international organization we have offices in four places but we have people in in many many more uh, countries than that because we have quite a few people working from home always Uh, and i've also used to work in that kind of organization since the last seven years having people that are spread in different uh, places but as Matthias said, uh, this is a slightly different situation now than, than how it used to be, for good and bad, actually. Uh, and uh, about myself, uh, I, uh, I have been a line manager for, let me think, nine years, uh, leading organizations from smaller specialist organizations also in the commercial space, like product management and so on, to bigger R&D organizations uh, with uh, uh, multi-layer uh, management uh, uh, in. Uh, so, so, I think I've seen both, both kind of managing managers and managing uh, direct reports. Uh, what I'm doing when I'm not working, uh, I like gardening and I like fishing. Uh, so, uh, uh, and also have a family uh, and all of that. So, so I keep myself busy uh, around the clock. I think.
0: Perfect. Thank you for that, Johan. Okay, next over to Ida, please give us an introduction.
3: Yes, thank you, Chris, and thank you for having me here. My name is Ida, and I'm soon to be 27. Grown up in a small town in southern Sweden. Um, Moved to California for one and a half year, and then I moved to Stockholm. So I have now lived here for six years. Uh, I'm currently working as a product owner within uh, H&M at the checkout area for payments. Um, and we have an end-to-end responsibility for payments for all our brands uh, worldwide. Uh, actually in 75 countries and around 5000 stores. Are uh, very passionate about leadership, digitalization, customer journeys and uh, tech. Looking forward to these discussions today.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, and then finally, he's been on here before, uh, but we'll introduce him again. Adam.
4: Thank you, Chris. And thank you to let me in again. Uh, I'm Adi Granberg. I'm the CTO of SVT, the, the public broadcaster in Sweden. CTO role on SVT includes almost everything with a cord in, and if a specialist as well need to that cord or the thing, I have the responsibility of the crew as well. It's a fantastic position to have in a a very disruptive uh, industry. Uh, The digitalization is really taking off, it's really difficult. We live in both worlds of production, uh, waterfall uh, projects and then Argyle's development teams. So this is a really interesting uh, uh, subject we're going to talk about today, so I'm really looking forward to that. Otherwise, I'm spending quite much time in the kitchen with my two youngsters, 11 and 13 years old, two boys. They are right now out on the golf course and, and and trying to fix something up so they can beat me probably later tonight because it's just staying beside a golf course. So it's going to be a fantastic evening as well. So I'm really enjoying this time of year. Though the the television years end at midsummer in Sweden and, and really starts up in August. So this is the, the end of, of a television year coming up. So it's a very, very busy time, but it's lovely to be here and, and talk to you. It's lovely fellows.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for the introductions. Um, Yeah. So we're discussing today uh, how to manage teams who are part in the office and part at home. Yeah. um, Really complex topic. Me and Adder actually came up with this. Yeah. He said, I'd love to discuss it because it's the biggest challenge we're going to have. Uh, And thankfully I found three other amazing people who wanted to speak about it too. So massively appreciate you all being on here today and hopefully we're going to find some answers or at least some opinions on what the challenges are uh, of at least the latter half of this year and definitely next year. Um, Okay, so um, Matthias Uh, Matthias, uh, brought a question Uh, and Matthias' question was, how to keep a sense of belonging and collaborative company culture if individuals forward slash teams work remote 100%. So, Matthias, um, give us some context about kind of your thoughts around this question and and why you asked it.
1: Yeah, maybe I should start by saying, uh, maybe I shoot myself in the foot here, but I'm I'm actually a being in the office kind of guy. I really love that part. Uh, and uh, I mean, every day when I walk into the campus, it's fun. It's a great thing. I get more energy when I do that, and, and that's uh, uh, so. That has been a personal struggle for me. Maybe now working at home uh, as such, uh, but I, I'm why I asked the question is more about. Uh, I do understand that others aren't like me or they might have, I don't know, small kids or plans for moving out to the countryside or whatever. There are many different reasons for people that gotten more freedom now that they want to keep it that way or in some way at least. And I'm a bit worried uh, that over time, if if you go more towards working 100% or close to 100% remote, how would you get people to feel the same kind of sense of belonging to a company? I could I don't have any like studies to point at it, but I'm thinking like the more you are re- fully remote or almost fully remote, uh, th- there might be a risk that you see this like more like a consultant agreement. you're working for this company now and you can move elsewhere at some point because you're not really that connected to the company. At least that's a risk. Uh, uh, and then the sort of the whole gig economy is sort of just taking on, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's uh, that's at least a worry I have, and, and it would be interesting to hear if you have any ideas. So how how can you sort of mitigate that, or do you even think that could be a risk? Maybe you don't
0: share my. It's 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 a brilliant question, Matthias, and especially now with Spotify. I spoke to Spotify recently, and they've gone fully remote, and that is their default. So this question is going to come up more and more. Um Johan, what what's your thoughts on Matthias's question?
2: Well, I I agree. It's a very relevant one, and I can relate to that myself. I worked uh, worked in uh, in a company in the past who had a very very strong culture and a very spontaneous culture. The kind of culture that suddenly you heard a champagne bottle pop and then you were like, what's this? And then "Ah, we did something great, so we're going to celebrate. And then everyone was just rushing in and having champagne. That kind of spontaneous things is slightly more difficult when you are remote, right? So now you need to check the calendars, are people free? And then you send out a message and then please buy a bottle of champagne. I can't tell you why. So it's not kind of as spontaneous, right? As as maybe it could have been. Uh, And... uh, and, and I think that is a challenge. And I think that what I'm not saying that that will solve it. But I think one thing that that I have learned is that you need to have. Maybe you need to have more like for good and bad meetings or more chats than you had before. I mean, I, I think I have that now compared to what I had in the beginning of the pandemic. In the beginning of the pandemic, I more or less copied my calendar and executed the same way, but remotely. Uh, and and if you do that i think then you lose because as matthias said the kind of energy and the feeling you get when you step into the office and you can start talking to people and you get the kind of a you get the feeling of how we are doing and what is happening without even talking right that's very difficult remotely and and uh, and uh, if you need i mean if you are remote then the only way to do that is to make sure to use this kind of remote communication platforms quite frequently and maybe sometimes without even having a a clear subject, but uh, I, 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 I mean, this, I, I can't come up with actually a solution. I think there are, there are things you can do to mitigate it, but I agree with Matthias. I mean, replacing the kind of the, uh, the community feeling you get when you are together uh, hmm. on a digital platform. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. Maybe in the future with VR helmets and blah, 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 but, but the champagne will be difficult also then. Right. So how do you, yeah, maybe a 3D printer that can fix champagne out of like tap water, if, if you have that.
0: I love how your answer is based on champagne. <laughs> I love it. Where can I drink my champagne? As if there's a saying in the UK champagne problems, that is literally it. <laughs> um, Ida, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I can just agree that I really love to be in the office and uh, working from home uh, like more than a year now. I'm really, really like missed to be in the office. But I think, you want you're onto something here because. I think what is important is to, to find new ways of working when work, working remotely not only taking the old way that we used to work and try to squeeze that into what working 100% remotely and I think like starting with having workshops with your team on how to how to collaborate and what works specifically for your team could be a really good start. But also, I just want to highlight before I deep dive more into this question, I want to highlight the opportunities we also have here. Because in Median, we have now the opportunity to hire the right person for your team, even though that that person might be sitting into another country. Just worth mentioning, I would say. Because h H&M and is a global com- company and we have now more possibilities to hire the right people, even though it might be not sitting in Sweden. Uh, But but to keep the collaboration I think it could be worth trying out a communication policy where you try to call a person first before you send an email in that way you like create increase the collaboration and maybe another perk of it is that your inbox won't be hopefully as full of uh, emails that it usually maybe is right now. Uh, But we have tried out something we called buddy system in my team. And that is basically to try to increase the collaboration within our team team members. And that is if you pair up people uh, in pairs or in threes uh, and you schedule like two meetings per week, uh, 30 minutes or one hour, and then you discuss uh, like challenges and what are you working on right now? Uh, And sometimes you maybe not like have something to discuss on this specific meetings time that you have booked. But then my team usually, like, uh, keep the time and then, like, take a virtual coffee together, which I think is almost as important or even more important nowadays Once sitting at home to to just have a chat together. Um, So I think uh, that has been a key for our team. Um, Once uh, transforming into working 100% remote, uh, actually.
0: Do you you think, Aida, when you're... Almost, you mentioning you're recruiting better there because you've got more options. Do you feel that helps the sense of collaboration and culture on that specific team? That if you do the, if you get the right people together, that's going to help it anyway.
3: No, it's not that simple. I would say, oh. <laughs> but it, but it could be. We, we could be. It's more or less that you hire the right people for your team, but mm. then as your team, you need to to work on the collaboration. So it's more essential so that you actually can get the right competence within your team, whether where they where, uh, depending on where they're sitting. But then you need to work on the collabor- collaboration every day. And for example, we start every day uh, just checking in, like how are everyone feeling? Does someone need extra support? And I think that is really important to start the day together, if you are in the office or if you are one hundred percent remote, because. Hiring the right people would just not be like the the solution on working on 100% remote but it could be hiring the right competences and then you need to work on a daily basis on how you collaborate within the team like setting like uh, um, clear expectations, a clear way of working and decide how are you going to communicate within your team. I think mm. that is really important and a good start to increase collaboration.
0: Love it. Ada, what's your thoughts on this?
4: I love the new world, uh, first of all. I really enjoy it. And you, want, uh, you can always have a bottle of champagne quite close <laughs> to you when you're at home, especially if you work in public service. You're not allowed to have it at work. So, in that sense, I think it's easier for me. Then you can have some alcohol free uh, things as well. Uh, I think we mean. Meet- It's a thing that will happen within a few months that uh, platforms like Monday or whatever you work on will definitely open video room space where you check in in the morning and you check out. So I think that technology will really sort out our issues we're talking about now. So you actually check into a platform. It might not be Teams or what you cooperate in, but it will definitely be a cooperation platform where you check in, you probably have another screen. You can always go into that and, and have a working space with your team. And then you can go to a team's meeting if you have that. So I think the technology will will open up faster than we can imagine. And I think Microsoft need to go there. I think Google need to go there as well. And they need to sort out these kind of issues we're talking about right now. Because what we what we think right now is that the world have COVID. And that's not the case. Quite quite many of us get some vaccine quite soon and then then we can go to work again and work. And I, what I understand now from Spotify, they will have two contracts. One contract saying you are employed at the company, one contract saying you are employed from home because of, of legal reason. So I really, f- I think the mixed world will be fantastic. I think that will open up for 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 people having young children to be at home, I think the gender perspective on this taking care of children at home will make you a better employee. On the other hand, if you talk about the brands, Matthias, you can have that as a when you work at the HM at uh, home you can really take care of your children as well because you're allowed to work from home you can get more time you don't need to spend that i think it's in, environmental friendly to not sitting in 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 the car or or whatever where you take to work so i think it's a lot of good things coming out of it if you have a house or or a flat where you have space to have the meeting or you have a door to close or something like that. So I think it's a difficult question. Then you come back to your question, Matthias, how do you keep the employees inside the company and how do you keep the company brand? That's going to be really interesting, especially if you have 10 teams working something, so they don't get away and do something else that they think is nice and how do you keep them? I think you will see a lot of more people changing company and working in projects more than actually, or products actually more than in companies, if it's good or if it's bad.
1: Oh, but Yeah, that's part what i was thinking of, that you get into the more that gig kind of short stint, you're doing this thing now for that company, that project, and when you're done, then you maybe move on somewhere else, because you are, again, in a sort of gig sense, you want to move around. That would be, I think, a challenge for some companies. And as much as you can recruit more globally, we have offices in, around the world, so we could, of course, we are recruiting globally in a sense. But it's also, everyone else can do that. So, I mean, if if the Facebooks and Googles and the others comes and sweeps, uh, why don't check the Nordic markets and you can work remote for Facebook, then you may or may not see the advantages. In your company because you are competing on a global level as well with this.
0: Matthias, do you, do you think there's almost going to have to be someone at the company responsible for looking after this solely? Yeah, whether that's in human resources, of how can we constantly add value to these people? yeah whether that's career development whether that's uh, training yeah and someone take response because as soon as they don't feel like they're adding value like you said they're going to be working from home and like right okay i'll just join that company i'll join that company yeah because if they're not being added value in like Mm -hmm. some sort of team then yeah i can find it somewhere else so it might actually benefit the companies that do look after their employees a lot more yeah, and the companies that don't and just expect them to just just develop right code, they're gonna either fall into the gig economy or just keep moving around possibly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you need to create that sort of sense of value and belonging, uh, and the companies that manage that they will be more successful than others. Uh, mm-hmm.
4: But like. Matthias, how would you handle if your boss come to you and say, "Okay, Matthias, we close the office, you will work from home. What will happen with you?" I will have a hard time then. <laughs> would you stay? Or what would you go? Uh,
1: like, if it were, I mean, the, the the thing about working remote, there is, I guess, a working remote, mostly remote, uh, and then come to the office. Uh, let's say once every second week, or you maybe join the office on Friday afternoons for the for the pubs that you have, or whatever. You you can have that kind of. So you regularly work from remote, but you are every now and then seeing your colleagues. Uh, uh, So if you get that some kind of setup like that, then I think it might be okay, from my perspective, I'm quite sure we are not gonna force people to work uh, remote in the near future, we are actually moving to a new bigger office to expand, which may be a bit of a interesting thing. uh, (laughs) Since we are we act when we how should I say? It was sort of a done deal by the time that we, the pandemic just came and then the whole, um, this new office is being sort of built up from, or refurbished from scratch. So it's sort of ready now in, in a couple yeah. of-
0: Yeah, it's, it's a few companies I know that did that. Uh, it's a few companies, I won't say, but it's a few companies that already bought very, very nice offices and they're probably rethinking it now. <laughs> uh, just on the size, I mean, not that the bottom the office. So. Uh, right. Anyway, swiftly moving on. We're going to go to Johan's question. Yeah. So Johan asked um, how to manage teams that need collaboration, but where the individuals have different preferences on how to work remote versus in the office. So Johan, give us some context um, behind your question, and you're not allowed to use champagne. <laughs>
2: uh, so I think this is this is something that I. We, i struggle with lately right in the beginning of the pandemic you you, you didn't have you didn't recruit very much and you tried to you tried to set up the organization so that it could work from home and then now when we start to see what at least appears to be the end of the pandemic i think we as all companies start to discuss so so how should we do now what should we do when it's over uh that plus that i started to recruit and in this process, I have faced kind of a, a new kind of challenge. from one perspective, it's a good challenge, right? From an or, I mean, from an organizational perspective, we can hire globally, uh, which is perfect because we can get the best competence. But if this competence needs to work in a team and that team has certain preferences of how they want to work, it's not only about finding the best competence, It must be competence that fits in the context. He is supposed to contribute or she is supposed to contribute. And this, so this is when it comes to new hires, the challenge is that when you are interviewing someone and then you get the questions of what's your policies and so on, then you explain the policies and then you talk with the team, they're going to work. And then the team says, yeah, but we have decided we're going to work in the office three days a week. And you're like, hmm. Because you were looking into some guy that is maybe based in the UK or even in the US, right? And it doesn't work at all with that idea of, of being in the office half of the time. Uh, and a similar situation is, of course, when you just ask or when you had a discussion about what to do with all your current employees, what should be our default recommendation? Because if you if you send out a broad question, what's your preferences? And then you try to make everyone happy by by having their kind of preference being their choice then you have a challenge as well because some of the people like to work in the company due to that they meet the colleagues during the days and if they wouldn't do that maybe they leave instead it's not the ones that are being told that they can't work from home that will leave it's actually the ones that that plan to go to the office to hang out and do the team working with with the with, with the teammates who will leave instead and 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 this is kind of an aspect that you as a manager, you didn't have to consider this in the past because it was kind of by default, you assumed that, that we will do the job from the office. And, and now you've introduced a new dimension. And, uh, uh, and I think that's, a, that's something that will be, I mean, yeah, a new, sh- new challenge to manage if you are a line manager. Uh, so how to make sure that the entire team is happy and not only the individuals.
0: Completely agree. Ida? what's your thoughts on this
3: super interesting topic and Mm. we are very into these discussions right now some prefers being full-time in the office some prefers to only be like one one uh, time in the office but what i think is like it's not just one and only solution for all teams i think we need to adjust to the people in the team and i think there are mostly almost as many solutions as there are teams. So I think to be like very flexible and open-minded as a leader uh, to start off with. But we have decided to try to be in the office like twice per week. And then we will have the most collaborative meetings once we are in the office. But what I think is important if you don't have the possibility to be in the office, all of you, you should have the meetings online anyway. Because otherwise uh, the risk with feeling left out for the ones that's sitting at home. So that I think is really important. Uh, and also to have the right amount of people in the meetings when you have the meetings uh, online. Because uh, otherwise you can't get heard or you can't contribute to the meeting. Uh, so creating subgroups uh, we have tried out. And it's, it's depending on the team how many actually you can be in the meetings. But but here as well, I, I'm constantly coming back to, to communication. Decide on what you communicate via chats, via emails, and how you store information. And Andreas, you mentioned tools before and technology. I'm super eager to get right tools to work with. And also during collaborative meetings, I think it's really important to have the right tools. Uh, we actually we actually use Miro and. Uh, and easy uh, retro right now it's working okay but i i still want to have other tools so do you have any examples on what kind of tools you were working with here i'm super eager to get some answers um <laughs>
0: uh. adam coming to you i'm coming to you
4: i love monday i really love it but but uh you missed the video part there i think this is a really tricky question i think this is one of the hardest questions to answer because you can have really tough leadership or good leadership, it doesn't matter if the team doesn't like it, you get another conflict and you don't know where the conflict starts. I'm not sure that this kind of flexi- flexibility is good. Then I don't think, like you said, Ida, you need to be at work two days a week in that case. But can the business afford that? When you need to cooperate on Friday with another team, should that be online or not? Who decides that? So I think this kind of question is really up for a grab. Um, if I sh- if I'm gonna give an answer today, somebody at SVT might kick my ass right now. I'm <laughs> saying that I'm not sure that you should be a good boss. I think you should be a clear boss of what's how we work, mm. because I think the team with. We- Ten different people think very diff- different, and if they think they have their own choice, and you let them into this, and they and you say no to half of them, I think you get back to Matthias' problem: what is the culture? Which culture should we build up? Because it's our decision now to say it's okay to work from home or it's okay to to stay at work, and and I think that's decision you have to make depending on the company. So I think I think it's you need to be a tough company or a tough boy boss, depending on what you're aiming for. Otherwise, you will have a catastrophe, to be honest. And we're trying now to discuss this quite heavily inside SOT. Should the person that you would love to have the meeting on-site, that need to be on-site- Decide that it should be on site, or who's deciding it? Then you can, as you say, Ida, which I think is perfect. Everybody, if it's a hybrid meeting, until we have better tools, everybody should be sitting on the, their own computer, and not in the room. Then it's then then you have some solutions to 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 sort that out as well. But but still, hybrid meetings is is not. As we build the conference room right now. I have another idea where we can build another conference room. But that's another topic. uh, To to sort it out. But I think you need to be a clear boss. Clear company. And build the culture from there.
0: Mm. Matthias. What are you thinking on this?
1: Yeah. I agree. This is super tricky. We have done this differently already. I mean even pre-COVID. We had... uh, certain individuals in teams working remotely a bit here and there Uh, we didn't have like full time in the office there were a certain flexibility also like people uh, we are not super strict that people should be at work at eight o'clock in the morning they they some come in late lunchtime and some it sort of varies a bit so so we had a certain amount of flexibility already there Uh, but yes some people or maybe planning to buy a house on the countryside now and work remotely a lot. And then it, it's sort of important to understand if, it's a, if you need to be in the office one day per week or four days per week or everything in between matters to them in, in, in that respect. Uh, I think I'd like to, how should I put it? We as a company, we need to invest a lot uh, in in like processes to support a flexible setup, because I can I can't even say I mean like certain parts of can be perhaps you you could argue that they, they need to be more often in the office and some others are not like that so I'm not so even sure you can slice everything if you take H H&M, and I guess uh, Ida I mean it's like you have the ones that needs to be in the stores right and if you're more yeah so so it differs in in companies so having one that one sort of recommendation of how this should look like in the whole company is hard, I think. Uh, and, and tools to collaborate is definitely more than what we are using now, like teams or zooms or anything like that. It's more in the, I would like to see a tool that really replaces the whiteboard because the whiteboard is still super fantastic. If If, if we have a development team and we have a, big problem we're trying to solve and you can see like the developers they're like drawing and trying to understand that all that collaboration if they are doing it the three that are in the office and then there's two more people in the team that are working from home it's it's hard so Mm -hmm. some other tool for for helping out with this kind of collaboration i think would be nice to have
0: People have been uh, trying to solve the whiteboard uh, collaboration now for 15 months and I've not seen anyone come up with something that beats an in-room meeting. Yeah, I'm sure there will be at some point, uh, but yeah, virtual reality might be the option. Um, Any final thoughts, Johan?
2: No, I think, um, as your last commentary, the tools uh, might be uh, uh, an important ingredient in this, but I think that the complexity in this that this is it's easy that you get stuck in the mindset how do we treat the individual so that the individual is happy and you miss out the dimension that if you have a team of five guys and you hire number 6 and number 6 have a completely different opinion about how to work than the other five you introduce a risk that the other five would resign and then you are stuck with five vacancies when you we're hiring one, right? And, and I think that's a, that is one thing I, I haven't really got my grip around how, how to address that. And then also the fact, of course, that it's not only about making people happy, they should contribute uh, as much as possible as well. And so, on. so it's just this question kind of, you have so many dimensions that are being introduced uh, and, and you realize this when you start interviewing people and you realize that if you interview 10 people, they have 10 different opinions about how they would like to work. And the problem is not that they have ten different opinions. The, the problem is that that they have the, the the fact they have ten different opinions kind of mean that the ten of them would not be a good team because they have different preferences, right? So, so uh, I, I think that's... But that uh, we can argue about you because yeah, we that can, I'm not sure about. Well,
4: so we would, well, if
2: there are ten different people, I think you will love it in the end. Yeah, as as long as they kind of. I mean, if if one want to meet every day to have a whiteboard drawing i said this is the reason why i work here, it's because i have a whiteboard and the other guys say i never want to meet you because it smell uh then, <laughs> then then you might have a
0: chance. Uh, So i love your analogies <laughs> both of them are some kind
4: of working problem actually miro it's other companies as well because i'm public service but miro is a good whiteboard company a uh, whiteboard uh, tool i think yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's great. We use it a lot, but but it's yeah, it's still not
1: fully whiteboard feeling. Maybe it will.
3: But uh. I miss removing the post it, uh, just <laughs> like when you're finished, remove the post it. So that is kind of what I miss actually.
0: Uh, <laughs> Love this. But I face. but
3: I also think like, is there any way to make a team one hundred percent like including everybody to feel very happy of the situation? Do we want to end up in a situation where we only have like yes sayers or isn't it good at kind of having the mix as well? Um, just mm. another question. I know
0: you have thrown it in there and be- it's your, your <laughs> questions coming up and we've got 20 minutes. Remember we're saving lives on this one. Yeah, we need <laughs> people in 20 minutes. Yeah, um, OK, let's go. Let's go for your question anyway. Yeah, maybe we can incorporate some of the answers into that as well. Yeah, so yeah like you've said, a part-time um, home office is here to stay, so what are the keys and success factors for the future leadership? Yeah, we've already briefly discussed this, but let's let's go into a bit more detail. So, uh, Ida, go into a bit more detail why you asked the question and a bit more about that.
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, the reason why I uh, asked this question is that I'm personally super interested in different kind of leadership, and uh, we are adapting the new normal, working part-time in the office and part-time at home. So in my opinion, the needed leadership before and today have changed. So therefore I want to discuss this question together with you to get a different perspective of their future leadership.
0: Perfect, and have you got any kind of comments on what you think would be the answer?
3: <laughs> yes, I think this this question, we can go on for, for, for a whole day. Uh, But but just to start off, I think it's um, the fact of being humble that each and every person are different and prefer different kind of leadership. But Andreas, you touched on this before, setting a clear vision and strategy, super important and trying to find a way to empower the team to find a way to reach the goal. Uh, And in my opinion, one of the biggest perks uh, when when working uh, from home is flexibility. And uh, I think like. Be able to give your team flexibility is important. But then you as a leader need to have the clear structure and expectations. Um, In that way, I hope I can feel people growing, feel they're seen and contribute to the organization. And hopefully also feel motivated. Because I think that flexibility means different for different people. So therefore, you should be responsible for the people in your team.
0: Okay, love that. Yeah. So, Matthias, yeah, what are you thinking? What what is going to be the um, success factors for future leadership with response to this question? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think the leadership, uh, I mean, we talked a lot about remote working. I think uh, as much as remote working is a very positive thing for the individual, the freedom and whatnot, I think the, the main challenge is for any kind of leader. If you, if you are a manager have a lot of direct reports and you only see them on every so often, uh, th- that, that your role is going to be harder. If you have a little bit of friction within a team or between certain individuals, how do you even notice that? Uh, do you need to, how do you monitor all these kind of things? That, that is, at, at least according to me, way easier if you are in the office. Uh, so you, I think you need to find ways of, even when being remote, uh, trying to catch that part of when things aren't working as they should. Uh, to, to be very harsh, I could argue that leadership is a lot about, you know, fixing things that isn't working or, or acting when it's on, when things go smooth and people are, everything is working, then you don't need to interact with it, right? Then you don't touch it, sort of. So you need to be, Success as a good leader and for future success in this, you need to be able to, how should I say, to even in this kind of remote setup, be very present and, and active and understand how, uh, how individuals and or teams deliver and how they are feeling and how things are going.
0: It's, it's if, you, like, if you lose
1: touch of that because you are remote somehow, then I think you're, you're going to face bigger problems uh, later down the line.
0: It's, it's like when um, you would be in a meeting, like a manager's meeting, and you come back out to your team and you can sense the room in terms of something's happened and no one even say anything. And it's so hard to do that now. So I completely agree with you. Thankfully, we're back in the office in the UK. So that's good for us. <laughs> um, okay, so um, Johan, what are you thinking on this question? Yeah,
2: To start with, it's not that the hand, I, I don't have the list of 10 things you should do as a manager of remote people. If I had, I, I wouldn't tell you. I would write the book, uh, <laughs> uh, right, right? But I, I, I have a number of things I did... I think, pretty bad in the beginning that I think I'm doing slightly better now. And then I have an, a much longer list of things I know I don't do very well and I would like to 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 improve on, but I don't really know exactly how. But I can, I can tell you things that I've changed, which I think have improved. So so one, I, I almost touched upon it in the beginning of this call. So having like more short, frequent meet calls, like one-on-one. Actually, I think I have replaced some of the meetings where we used to be a big team with more one on ones. Uh, also, I would argue I actually prepare my meetings, maybe prepare them as much, but I'm not putting as much kind of energy in having the best looking PowerPoint slides. Where if you had like big meetings where there are 50 people listening in the past, you wanted it to look nice, right? Uh, I, I don't care so much about that because I, I don't see the people in the house. So I don't know if, if they are laughing. Uh, uh, I, so, so I don't. I think I don't prepare stuff as much as I do. So I try to kind of replace, not replacing quality with quantity, but I'm replacing polish, if you will, with having more f- higher frequency instead uh, in, in communication. I think, also, I think that's good. What I have not figured out, and I think this is what Matthias kind of touched upon, the kind of if you're a line manager and you're supposed to pick up if someone is feeling bad, maybe they have problems at home, maybe they have problems with something else, and so on, right? I mean, it could be it could be champagne. Maybe they're maybe they're popping the champagne a little bit too often, right? <laughs> and and uh, and how do you pick that that up when you're working remote? That's very difficult. I mean, you you pick that up if you're sitting next to the guy or you're meeting them in, in the office twice a day much easier than remote and and that so when i figure that out then i'm gonna write the book
0: uh i think First, by the way joan you can't pop champagne too often yeah <laughs> i don't think that even translates into english properly yeah i'll be honest with you yeah it's like you can't drink too much it just doesn't translate um Ada, what's your thoughts on this
4: um i think you need to be clear on expectations for the team and for the individual, the individuals. So I think that's that's a key thing because I think this hybrid world is open up for people that are really working their ass off to show off, but it's as well for people that are not so effective to to not to hide a little bit. If I should be honest.
0: When and you that... say when you say clarity, though. Yeah. What what what. Are you talking an email after every instruction? What, no, clear
4: what, goal and, and delivery times more as expectation of next Friday, we should have done this in the team and everybody need to check in on that. And everybody need to deliver on that because you can have a philosophy and it's, it's a culture thing as well, clear culture. Otherwise you can, as, as I can help my team to perform, or they should help me to perform who's helping each other and what kind of, of uh, leadership is that and what are you putting into to, to your boss or your colleagues and how is that cooperation working before and after? I think that's a really interesting question because am I there for them or are they there for me? And then you can discuss it because I don't think it's a right or wrong. I think it's it's an open question, but you still need to have clearness of what your expectations are. And how should you handle that when you have seven different kind of persons sitting on different uh, maybe time zones as well, and someone is lagging out, mm. and and they start to blame and discuss and said uh, Matthias didn't do that and I couldn't do that and I had lost my internet connection. It's a lot of things that could happen. So I think it's I think the hybrid and and open kindness. It's. It's not going to help us out. I think, unfortunately, then I agree with you, Matthias, in the last last discussion that some parts of the company need to be on site and some needs can be off site. But I still think you need some kind of structure around it to keep the eyes on the ball. I think that's really, really important. And I think you need to be much more clear than we have done before. And I think you need to aim for deadlines much, much more than you have done before and follow that up on individuals mm-hmm. and, and on team performance. Then we have on SVT, everybody have the camera on. I have one-to-one meeting every week now. Mm. Sometimes it's mm. half an hour and sometimes it's one hour, depending on the topics and what's coming up. And I've changed my scheduling for my meetings with my teams as well, and some meetings are just one hour and some meetings are longer and we will keep that. So I think it's a good way as well, because some some discussions are better on teams and some are better live. So you, you will definitely find a better way, but I f- still think you need to have structure. Otherwise, you will have uh, high chaparral, as we say, in Sweden after half a year. I, I definitely think so. I don't. I, I, I don't, I'm not a believer mm. of letting everybody free in that sense. Unfortunately, mm. we need to be productive as well. We need to
2: mm.
4: have some uh, product going on as well.
2: I think the productiveness, it's
1: also perhaps it, it varies among industries. And of course, it's all up to each individual. But but uh, And it's hard to measure productivity. But I think an interesting thing is that uh, if, like in our case, we have a lot of programmers and for them it's focused and it's not a factory so you can't like count what they deliver in terms of lines of some measurement lines of code or whatever it's hard so what they deliver and and working from home for many of them would mean like they could probably focus more than sitting in a landscape and all those kind of things so arguably they might be even more productive working remote than they would be in the office I mean, so so the productivity thing, I guess, it's very different in different companies and depends on what you're doing. But for cr- programmers, I think uh, you could argue about that at least, that it might even be more productive for them to sit at home. Yeah. Uh, but then they need to align around stuff with others that might be elsewhere. And if you aren't aligning, you might you know, end up in a way. So it's... it's um, yeah. It's a complex topic, the whole thing around
2: could. I I have actually some, uh, an interesting story there because I have a a friend of mine started a game developer company like five years ago. And five years ago, so he was really saying that offices, that's so 1990 nowadays, we hire the best people across the globe, talents, they are artists, right? So they are software developers that are artists and then they were and and he like bragged about that saying that that you don't i mean i don't care about if they are in the office if they're working 8 hours they work because they're passionate about what they're doing uh, and uh, and and that worked just fine and then like a month ago they got an office and i was like what like now after the pandemic when everyone else starts to adopt the story you were preaching 5 years ago you do the exactly opposite and get an office. And he explained that, yeah, but they are growing, so they are becoming a little bit more people now, and it's kind of more difficult to have that kind of passionate artist model if you are like 50 persons compared with if you're 10. And so maybe it is also kind of an aspect of both a big organization you are, but then also how you're organized, right? If you, if you manage to organize all your, your, your big organization as more or less autonomous teams with like 10 in each maybe you can be pretty flexible and and let these teams kind of be uh, be high chaperone almost uh, and and make the best out of it but uh, uh, but uh, if you are getting bigger and you have a kind of an organization such as swedish television right because swedish television can't have the entire organization built up of teams, teams of ten, doing everything. You would never know what's on TV if you turn it on, right? It, it could be. So, so some organizations, I guess, is, is more difficult than others. But I, I think, I think that's that's quite interesting that that kind of analogy, Matthias. That that for some kind of professions, mm. uh, actually, they, they they might be the best to just mm.
0: let them work hundred percent wherever. Uh, they are. Um, what's your final thoughts, Ida, on this well, conversation?
3: I think motivation uh, to this uh, question. We haven't talked about it that much. And I think it's super important to to try to keep up the motivation, which is one of the most difficult uh, topics, I would say, once sitting at home. Uh, but I think you should start with celebrating even the smallest things. We have introduced something called Sprint Hero. So at an end of a sprint, we, we decide who have done the little extra for during the sprint. And we also like celebrate during Friday fikas and just hang out together as well. Because I think that uh, once, once uh, sitting more remote, we maybe not take the time for just hang out as a team, get to know each other, have team building. So I think that is super, super important as well. But it's difficult to do online, of course, but important.
4: I, I need to because I think it's super interesting when you say like you do now. Because one thing, motivation should be salary. I'm I'm really really boring. I need to say motivation should be salary. That's number one. That's why you go to the job. Otherwise you don't have. To, should I take away your salary, Ada? How, how how long time will you stay on on HM? Uh,
3: I would say it's it's a part of it, but it's not all. So you have to Yeah, but to we need to
4: we need to start there as well. If we start like that no. and then you say because I think you're on to something that's really, really interesting. And I, I think it's a generation question as well. I shouldn't I think it's definitely a generation question, because we take something for granted. Should I celebrate every time I've done my job? I will definitely drink champagne every day. I love that, Chris, but I think that would end up in a catastrophe. So I'm not really sure that you should celebrate everything because then you start another culture. So this is I think it's super interesting question. How much and when should you celebrate? When have you really done something and and when you really did a failure? Then you're going to say to me that you should celebrate that as well, because that's a fantastic thing that we talk about. And then we celebrate again and you get the yeah. culture. That's really, that's really interesting to discuss on. And when you work from home, the the private life and the business life start to come together. And 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 if you start to celebrate too much and, and do like that, you will have like SVT of the 70s. Everybody was... Uh, Hanging out with everybody and never left the TV house. And I can tell you, Ida, oh, <laughs> I'm coming up. That I that. would eat out this one. I think
3: we, we should, should keep <laughs> having because it's super interesting. But from my point of view and my re- generation, you should celebrate more. Because yeah, that I, is a I part of motivation. Of so so I... not maybe drinking champagne all the time, but celebrate celebrate the failure what or maybe not the failure what have you learned and not celebrate yeah. what you have learned what have you as a team learned and what are the motivation in your team like so more keep it on a team-based level maybe not <laughs> once i do do the great things so that's. But let's continue
0: discussing this. Yeah, Matthias, you were about to say something.
1: Yeah, I just concur. I mean, I, I, I'm with Ida here. So <laughs> I am as well. I plan, but to, uh, <laughs> celebrate true. more. And especially if you're sitting at home then, then this whole thing, again, that goes back to the sense of belonging and these kind of things that I talked about earlier and not just getting this kind of, yeah, I, I think it will help. <laughs> then you can argue what is a celebration and how do you do it, but uh, I, I let, don't, let's no. not get into the champagne thing again yeah.
0: <laughs> I know, I wish we were together because we'd be going for champagne now, I promise you that Who yeah. was the
2: guy who introduced this champagne thing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm changing the podcast name to Champagne Problems <laughs> um, honestly, on a serious note uh, Ada, if you don't mind, I think we've probably answered your question and we, we probably went into it there yeah, in your question. Yeah, about- but I
4: would like to put it on another perspective.
0: Please do, please do.
4: I think it's important because it's on, on celebration as well. Yeah. I get plenty of people working in my teams who are quite young, uh, have their first flat, quite small ones, and they having actually their life on the job. They hate to be at home and celebrate. They need to go at the, at, at the working place. I think all of us in this virtual meeting room probably have a flat where we can stay and we quite enjoy it not everybody have that not everybody have a life where they have friends and they they keep up their their friends at work and and we take for granted in the discussion for the last 45 minutes now that that it's okay to stay at home and then i can see we get a few few persons as well still that that's actually drinking too much champagne how can you see that how can you handle it and i just i just Seeing the start of it, especially now when it's summer and you're staying in your small flat, and 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 uh, you're not getting away from that, and we saying it's it's opportunities. I don't sure and agree that everybody sees this as opportunity, and and the, and my responsibility as well is really really important for that. Then of course, when you get a little bit old, you maybe get some children. Then it's quite nice to get away. And, and have uh, apparently leave at home and then work at work. So I think it's stadium in life, it's an economical situation that we really need to handle. And what is the responsibility of SVT, of the economical situation of people not cannot afford to buying a flat where you can have separate rooms? Because not everybody can have a room for, for both children coming home from school at two o'clock and I have meeting until five. So I think it's, I think it's a tricky question here, which, which we need to take responsibility
0: for. So, Ada, are you, are you asking um, how as leaders do we look after the welfare of yeah. the people in that situation? Is that what you're asking yeah. yeah because of all these extra stresses on life especially maybe on the young um E, do you want to take this one first
3: yeah i think this is a really tricky uh tricky question and i have been thinking a lot of this i don't have the the biggest apartment right now mm. i'm actually sitting and working at my um my diner table so that is the same as my my office mm. uh but but I think we, what we have this touched on during the discussion is to have this regular check-in, both with the whole team, but also to have the, uh, the regular check-in one-to-one with your team. And as when you start to feel your team better and when you start to feel the persons in your team, you, they might feel more secure of sharing more of your personal life uh, beyond the work. And I often like ask how how can I help you? That is the question I um, most likely ask if I see that a person aren't that happy or uh, in the same mood as as they used to. Um, So that is where I start. How can I help? And maybe the first time you ask, they say no, you don't, you can't help. But if you like in a nicely way. Maybe come back the day after. Is it anything I can do for you today? I think the person maybe start to open up a little bit. Um, so that but also in my team we have tried to discuss only having meetings around these topics. How are we going to feel good once we work from home? And then like having only meetings with that agenda and then we can address like common feelings and challenges together. And that makes us also feel more like psychology safety within the team, mm. but but as I said, really tricky question.
0: Um, it is, Matthias. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I, as I said, the the freedom for the individual is great, uh, but but uh, but for a manager, these kind of things are the trickiest ones, uh, like we touched upon earlier. I I will. Uh, yeah. I've actually tried to arrange to meet some, some uh, people can be people face to face even throughout this and our our office hasn't been closed so you could go there so i have tried to sort of mitigate the the distance sometimes by meeting people in person one way or not or having a walk together actually, the one to ones you can have them in many different ways, you can have them over video but the could potentially be uh, solutions where you, where you meet up one way or another. Uh, I think we need to, even if we go more fully remote, I think we need to do that in order to catch some of these kind of things. Mm. Uh, and these things are also, we definitely have had some, some cases where uh, working in, in this small, if you take the small flat uh, example that I had. Uh, where, where you, or actually you were into it as well, where, where your your laptop is on your kitchen table, so you're having lunch, dinner, whatever, and you check, and you're sort of always online and all that. Uh, you 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 can get into other kind of problems with that as well, which is it's not um, yeah not not feeling well, but also that how do you separate work life, private life, uh, and, and these kind of things, which isn't necessarily always a big problem, but it can definitely be for some. Mm. Yeah. I I don't have a really like a solution to this one. More more than you need to work with it, and and you I, you need to try to be close to to your to your colleagues basically.
0: Johan, uh,
2: yeah, I think there were actually a few different questions uh, covered here, right? And I'll try to stay out the real estate one. Uh But uh, uh, we have also had our office open uh, more or less throughout the pandemic. And I think that that's the one thing we should, what, have, what has been the case now during the pandemic is, I guess, a special case. Looking ahead, if we assume that this will just disappear, it's more about a policy where you can be more flexible about what you're working. I still think it's very good to have an office so that. Those ones who don't have a big flat, those yeah. ones who are young who don't have a family, they can work from the office. Maybe they will not be work maybe they will be working in a team that is remote, but they will be sharing the kitchen and the coffee room and so on with other people in the same age, so they can at least have some social context that is related to the company, even though it's not the closest colleagues, right? So so I think that's important. I also believe, as Matthias proposed in the beginning, that. You need to actually make more of those kind of company after works and so on, so that you facilitate people to meet up. What I haven't cracked is, is uh, of this comment regarding uh, now during summertime, if if some people start uh, thinking that every day uh, after lunch, it's time to open the beer. Uh, that's more difficult because... I have also tried to kind of plan some meetings in the office. And the problem is in, when people are used to work remote, and then you say, so what do you think about the meeting in the office? They think they will be fired, right? Because that's the reason why you call them to the office. So if you have had all other meetings remote, and then you say, so how about the meeting in the office? Everyone, so what's, what's up now? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to that. So, so, but maybe that will also change after the pandemic, because then it will be a little bit less Dramatic if you plan a meeting in the office, right? You're not risking your life on the way going there. Uh, but um, but this it, uh, it is and and part of this discussion is also I think related to my question, which has to do with it that if you're leading an organization of engineers, there will always be a few of those engineers who are kind of introvert, maybe not taking so much social space, if you will. At the same time, they want to be in a social context and have a social belonging. And I think these are the guys struggling the most with these electronic platforms. Guys like me, who can talk for hours. I don't have a problem to raise my hand and ask a question. I mean, Mm. it's the other guys who are are maybe a little bit less of that. Mm. Uh, They have a tougher time to, to make this room, if you will, on these digital platforms.
0: Adam, final thoughts?
2: No I think it's a,
0: it is a
4: difficult subject the entire subject I think it's really interesting I was looking in a, in a, a report saying if you get a, a self-driving cars two business will really take off one is the booze business and the other one is video entertainment because one of the biggest thing not drinking booze is driving a car mm. so if you take away that on the way to work, you, you take one way, um, the way a uh, uh, stopper for the bus. Right now we're discussing the same, from another perspective, you know, that you don't go into the car every morning. So I think it's an interesting question. I don't think we have seen the end of it. I think we've just seen the start of it, unfortunately.
0: No, as someone who's been back in the office eight weeks now, and yeah, the amount of drama you have daily, discussing these issues but one thing I would say I don't I can't speak for everyone but we had a load of people have a load of opinions three months ago on this issue of what they would want to do now we've been allowed back and now we've come into the office they come in the office a lot more they do they just naturally come to the office so I'm going to leave us with that for.